0: What's poppin' everybody, how y'all doing? Thanks for tuning in to The Swamp Life with yours truly, the one and only Big Gator, Gator Love, Gold Chain Gator, Turtleneck Gator, and I'm here with the man I probably stole the Fresno Stallion name from, you know, he used to knock them down before they tamed this wild horse, took an amazing young woman, you know, here with the one and only Chandler. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good, I just want to definitely say thank you to... His real name is Travelle, but we call him Gator, Swamp Gator, taking the name a hug, Gator. Um, but uh, I definitely want to say thank you for allowing me to be on the podcast. I've known Travelle for quite some time, and uh, really good guy, um, very personable, um, very entertaining, very very just overall down-to-earth guy. So if any of you ladies out there are trying to get your, um, you know, cookies smashed by the Gator, he's, he's always... He's always free, and he's always he's always looking, always looking to take appointments. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for allowing me to be here, and I definitely um, I definitely appreciate it, and I hope to continue to be on the Gator Podcast. So thank you.
0: So this week, um, actually, I think it was last Wednesday, I went to the NorCal State Championship game. It was Monterey High versus some high school in Modesto. Um, the thing I took away from it the most that was like really crazy is how much I'm I'm just going to blame the Warriors in all honesty, how much they changed the way little kids play basketball and the way kids just are growing up and watching how the game has changed because I feel like when we were you know, coming up and everything if there was a fast break, you know, like a two-on-one, the second person was supposed to cut, you know what I'm saying he wasn't supposed to just fall back to the three-point line. And when I was at this game, it was crazy because any time there was a fast break, the second person, he never cut. Ever. And it was... That shit was, like, baffling to watch because the coach didn't say nothing. Like, is that just the way niggas are practicing now? Like, when you went to a game, is that what you seen too? or? Um, so
1: I can be honest with you and say... Since the last time I've been to a game, that is what I have also seen as well, and I would be, I would be, I wouldn't be wrong if I were to, if I was to say that I feel like the Golden State Warriors, uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson in particular, have a lot to do with that. Um, I just feel like you know individuals, you know, when when, when me and you were younger, you know, we're not that old, but when we were, you know, in our you know early twenties, twenty twenty one. You know, we've seen, you know, like, LeBron, D. Wade, you know, whenever they're on, when, they were, when they were on a two-on-one, you know, their mindset was go to the basket and slam that shit. But, throw a lob or something. Exactly. But I feel like, you know, the game is just changing. I feel like that's, you know, I think the Warriors, Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson are good for the NBA and just that whole team because, you know, they kind of have expanded the horizon for the league and how the game is played. But I think that also can be bad or not necessarily bad but it's a it's it's a good and it's a pro and con and i feel like the con is that it's teaching youth like high school players for example that you don't cut when it comes to you know being on two on one instead of getting the guaranteed two you go for a three but i mean you know like i said there's there's a lot of pros and cons because if you have a good three-point shooter on your team you know some coaches are are willing to take that risk And for me, if I was a coach, I wouldn't. I would definitely like to get the, you know, for sure bucket. But it's hard to say because we don't really know on, you know, everybody's program as far as high school basketball. But um, one thing I really have, unfortunately, come to not like at all is the physicality when it comes to high school basketball. When I was um, in high school, I didn't play ball. I did boxing, actually. But I had some friends of mine. Uh, at the time that played basketball. And it was just a lot more physical of a game, you know. Definitely. The the players, you know, they actually liked contact. You know, we nobody ever tried to hurt anybody or, you know, you but, know definitely injure. But it was like, if I'm going to go to the bucket, I'm going to the bucket strong. And if you're in my way and if I dunk on you, then, you know, oh, fucking well. That's also how
0: the game is being played in the NBA now, too, though. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, there's a lot of contact.
1: Softer contact, I would say, than there was, for example, five years ago. Absolutely. And I feel there's only one person that I've noticed in the NBA that still just loves the contact, and that's Russell Westbrook, because that's how he plays. Um, And, you know, James Harden is one of those. He gets every call. I think James Harden is the one that is changing the game as far as getting to the bucket and using the euro instead of just going straight at you. He walks a lot, too, though. Um, yeah, but I think that's <laughs> but I think that's what a lot of the youth like. You know, they like the flashy, you know, they like that disagree. Euro. Yeah, for sure. But, and I think, you know, I think as far as if you're going to do a two-on-one, instead of just going straight, you know, taking those two steps and going up for the layup, everybody's trying to do the Euro. And I think that's where James Harden comes into play on his game and what he does, you know, you know. And then I feel like the three-point shot, that's what Clay and Steph have, you know have made as far as a difference for the league. So, you know, like I said, we can make a bunch of, you know, claims and be like, you know, the NBA is fucking up the youth, but... I wouldn't say it's fucking up the youth. I just feel
0: like with the Warriors, for example, since they're such efficient three-point shooters, everybody on the team, I feel like now... Like I said, at that game, everybody feels like they can make just be shoot. an efficient three-point Absolutely, shooter. Absolutely. Without putting in or realizing how many shots Klay Thompson puts up a day. Sure. Or how many shots Steph is putting up a day. Like, yeah. the amount of practice these things
1: are putting in all the time. And honestly, I, can't, I cannot disagree with that because a lot of people don't understand, you know, it's not just about Klay Thompson or Steph waking up and just being able to just make those shots. They put in a lot of work, a lot of time. You know, we
0: didn't even mention Kevin Durant. And yeah, of course, KD. I mean, of course,
1: KD. You know, you can't forget about you know, six eleven shooting thirty from damn near half court. But I think you know, only reason why I feel like touching on kept. I mean, excuse me, on Steph and Clay is because they are the ones, in my opinion, with all the respect, they are the reason why everybody started really wanting to you know oh, definitely. do a 2 on 1 fast break and pull up definitely. you know Kevin Durant is 6'11 and I think he uses that 6'11 to his, to his advantage he'll go to the rim Stephen and Clay, they can go to the rim too but it's just like you know they you know like we both said they put in a lot of work and you know why not you know bust your ass from 3 cause I mean if you look at it 3 points is better than 2 points that shit is
0: demoralizing too though if, It is. if it is a 2 on 1 and like I'm disrespecting you by just pulling up a three and just busting your ass with this three-pointer. <laughs> no, that, I feel like that's extremely disrespectful at the same it time. It is. It's just I like, mean, damn.
1: And you know what? I will say this. If those guys played back when Dennis Rodman and Jordan Piven played, they would hit that shot one time during, during oh, the possession, yeah, no. and the next time they tried that, that shit. He slap. <laughs> like, he's getting slapped. It's a hard foul. Some kind of, you already know. Like, yeah, they would get not... their ass smacked. But I think that's, you know... You know, the NBA has changed in the last five to seven years. You know, the physicality has definitely went from a 10 to a solid 7. I mean, and I, think,
0: I A 7 I mean, is a little high.
1: Okay, um, all right. I mean, yeah, I mean... I'm a a 7 is not that high. I was just going to say a 6. Okay, okay. <laughs> But, I mean, but it is sad because, you know, I... I you know, I'm only 24 years old, but I did... Like, you know, the, the times that I did watch classic basketball games, you know, with Jordan against, you know, Karl Malone. And they were very physical, and they just played hard, you know. Like, you come in, like, if you come, you know, down the fucking center, and you plan on getting a lead, you better take a fucking elbow with you. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, that's what the NBA misses, but everybody's, you know, every, NBA is just more of a finesse game. But I think, you know... I feel like that's just, it's just a trend for right now. I feel like it may change over time, but I feel like, you know, the way that the players of the NBA now are, you know, they're smart by not trying to allow their bodies to take a lot of unnecessary injuries by coming down to paint like that, because, you know. And you make more money. And you make a lot more money, because, you know, if you come down, if you came down to, you know, center, you know, if you came drilling down and you plan on fucking dunking on, Dennis Rodman, like, nah. You know, you're going to get hit in the mouth, and you're going to get up or Bill that from Detroit Pistons. You know, those are some physical guys. And, yeah, for sure. You know, it was never about, you know, oh, we don't care if you get hurt. Nah, we want to hurt you. And I thought, you know, the game misses that, but, you know, you got to understand that these players are getting paid double that amount of money. And, you know, these players are more, are bigger icons to the youth. You know, there's a lot of youth that if you ask them what they want to do, they want to be like James Harden. They want to be like you know, Steph Curry. You know, everybody want to be like Mike, but Mike was just a different breed. You
0: yeah, I mean? Mike was, he was different. Yeah,
1: he's just different, and I'm not saying Steph is not different, but Steph's doing stuff with all the respect that I feel like kids feel like they can do. Mike was like, you're not, like, you're not jumping from the free throw line. You're exactly. not shooting fadeaway shots with your eyes closed. You know what I mean? You know, it's just a different type of, and you know, I say that, you know, figure, figurative speech, but, you know, it's just a different breed, a different era, but Um, I like what
0: you said about it being a different breed in a different era. Because I feel like, you know, I'm even say five years ago, we wouldn't have heard somebody. Actually, five years ago, somebody did come out and say, you know, they were struggling with anxiety and depression and everything. Do you remember when Larry Sanders um, from the Bucks was uh, when he just quit playing basketball? I did hear about that. Um, yes I did the reasons he said was because you know this isn't what I want to do this is making me depressed Mm -hmm. And so this isn't the first person to come out and say this but it wasn't socially Mm -hmm. as accepted and welcomed I don't think when he came out and expressed himself because no one's welcoming him back right now or you know saying damn we apologize to Larry Sanders or you know anything like
1: that um, my take on that would be, I feel that, from my understanding, I don't really remember Larry Sanders that well with all the respect to his NBA career. Um, nothing against him, but I feel like it depends on the status on, you know, if you're a top player in the NBA. So, I'm pretty sure we all we all know about DeMar DeRozan and uh, Kevin Love, both just came out. Uh, DeMar said that he had suffered, he'd been suffering from depression. And if I'm correct, Kevin Love has been seeing therapists about his anxiety with, yeah. the, with the NBA. And you know what? I'll be honest. I, uh, when I first heard about it for both of the individuals, I thought it was a little soft because I never knew the NBA would have, would, have, would give you anxiety or depression because you're, it's, it's a physical game, but it's not like a, It's not like football. So I just was kind of like, what are you getting, like, what are you depressed about? Like, not making, not making enough shots, not making the all-star team, you know, you know, you got some sack chasing the hole pregnant, you know, something like that. With all, I mean, I'm not saying not everybody in the league is smashing on the grills. That's not, that's not my point. But it's just that I never have seen any real physical play in order for me to, understand where they were coming from as far as NBA players. But I think DeMar was just saying, you know, which I agree, we're all human beings at the end of the day. Yeah. And we all suffer from depression. We we all have stress. And, you know, I think it comes down to, you know, being gone from your family. You know, dealing with, you know, traveling. Because for example, I had just came back from Las Vegas uh, interning with, with the Mount West Basketball Tournament. And I personally, I'm still exhausted from, from you know, the, the seven days that I was out there. And granted, I was just enjoying what I love to do. And that's, you know, be a part of sports. Now imagine
0: but, playing in the game on top of that. Yeah. And and <clears throat> jumping. And-
1: absolutely. And I, and I can also attest to that because I watched certain teams, like, you know, like teams that were lower seats. Uh, San Diego State was a lower seat and they played three or four games back to back along with Utah State. Utah State for sure, I remember cuz they were a seven seed and they have been they have been playing in the tournament since I think this since Wednesday and they got all the way to Friday, but they had played three games all in a row. So, you know, even though you're not the game, you go home and you eat and you rest, your legs and your body is still tired and mentally you're tired cuz you're like, damn, like I don't have just a full on day to rest. And that's tough for some people cuz, you know, with all due respect, college kids are still young. NBA, they're grown men. and They're still suffering, and you know they are. You know, it just it just becomes too much. It becomes overbearing. Like I said, and they got families. You know, not everybody wants to see their kid through a FaceTime. So, you know, a uh, lot of a lot of yeah, that that's stuff. that's a
0: that's a good point. I, I, I think, didn't
1: even. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I, and I, I don't I, think Kevin
0: Love has kids, but DeMar does. And yeah, I and even, I know, I
1: think DeMar has a daughter, maybe yeah, even two kids. So I it's didn't like even, uh, think
0: about you, that. Yeah, so
1: it's like, you gotta see them through FaceTime, and you gotta, yeah. you know. You, you are gotta,
0: traveling 41 games, of Yeah, like, uh,
1: so. and then you gotta also worry about, you know, you know, the girls, she's. Gotta take care of the kids. The, you know, she's trying to keep it all together, and then you got the, the kids asking like, "When daddy coming home?" And that, and you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, just like Demar said, we're all individuals. You know, that all yeah, that I stuff wears, wears down. In
0: the NBA, they, people put them on a pedestal. Absolutely. And just you know, like he said, we all have emotions, we all have feelings, but I think. Yeah, like I said, since they're in the NBA, people put them on a pedestal, and they just don't expect them to have, like, a, a, I'm sad, you know, I'm I'm not feeling it today, you know, I'm not feeling like my best self, and, you know, he said we're all humans, and we all have emotions.
1: And that's the same thing when it comes to, um, you know, one guy who, man, he exemplifies being a true NBA player on the court is LeBron James. LeBron that's, James, I think
0: that's underestimated though. Absolutely, it's not gonna be. That's gonna, not gonna be one of those things that's truly highlighted until he retires.
1: Uh, no, totally. Because LeBron James, I don't think I've ever really seen that man playing. People talk bad about him. He still goes out, plays a hard game, gets a win, gets a loss, but he takes it. And you know he, you know he, he accepts a win, he accepts a loss, you know, just like a man. And I feel like you know. You've a never lot of people, been
0: in any off the field or off no, the court stuff or anything like that either. I so think that's important too.
1: Absolutely, because at the end of the day, just like I was saying earlier, you know, individual kids look at these individuals as players that they really admire. You know, I don't know uh, if you um, if you heard about it, but uh, there was a kid that died in Chicago, and he was buried. In a Dwayne Wade jersey, he was a huge fan of Dwayne Wade, so his parents honored his wishes and buried him in a Dwayne in his Dwayne Wade jersey. I
0: didn't hear about that, but did you hear about the kid in Florida who also just got buried in a Dwayne Wade jersey?
1: That probably is the same kid, that maybe. Uh, I think I could be wrong, on you right.
0: It was the kid that in the recent school shooting.
1: Um. Okay. I don't think. I think this two different ones. Oh but damn! Then I, Dwayne Wade got big ass fans. Yeah. This is the exact I, I could be same. wrong. But I do remember... I don't remember if it was in Chicago or Florida. And please forgive me if I'm definitely not getting the information 100% correct. But I know that there was a kid that was killed. And he was buried by his parents in a Dwayne Wade jersey. Yeah, this is happening in Florida, too. Okay. So, it probably is Florida. I would be more willing to say you're right before I am. But, you know, that just alone speaks volume. You know, Dwayne Wade had never met that kid. Mm. But it's just the mere fact that these players have so much of an impact on these kids. And I don't think people understand it until someone tragic like a kid dying and then they're like, oh, well, Dwayne Wade was his biggest fan and that's what he, he was buried in, in his jersey. Like, you know, like, those are things that, even though Dwayne Wade has never met that kid, that's something that will live with him forever. And I think, you know, people don't understand that. We as fans don't, we feel like, like you were saying, we put these guys on a pedestal and it's like, you know, they have so much more to deal with. People talking shit on it. People knocking on the. People throwing fucking shit at their house. People... Have you met an NBA player before? Um, I don't think I have. Oh, actually, I did. So when I was in Vegas over the weekend, I met Anthony Parker, played for the Toronto Raptors, and then his sister is Candace Parker. Oh, shit. Really, really nice guy. Very friendly. And um, he just talked to me about nothing about, you know what's going on with the players but he was there doing some NBA scouting and it was really good just to get a um, familiarity with what scouts look for when it comes to players you know what what is it that they like what is it what direction are they trying to go and what is it that the player has that they feel will fit their team but when you
0: met him like he just seemed like a regular person he was a regular
1: guy he was a he was a regular guy um they told me that, you know, scouts were sitting in a certain row, in a certain section, but he didn't treat me no differently than if I was anybody else off the street. I just told him that I was interested in knowing more about the NBA and how things work. He told me when halftime came, time can, come over here and talk to him, and he talked to me like I was a regular individual. I didn't try to give him my business card or give him my contact info to give me a job. We just had a simple a simple conversation, like two human, two human beings. And he was just very open and honest about, you know, the uh, work-life balance with the NBA, the pros and cons, um, you know, being that you can live in one city but work for a team in another city, and you know, the stability with the NBA isn't the best because, you know, being an NBA scout, there's, you know, those come and dime a dozen, so you can always get another scout, and then you have to also consider well, what if you have a family? So you got to move your family all around, you know, wherever. You know, depending on if you get let go. And, you know, it's just a lot that goes on behind the scenes that we as fans don't see. Do you know how long he was in the league? I don't know. I don't think he had a real long-term... I don't think he's with the league very long. I think maybe f- three to f- three or five years. And that's, you know... I don't think we we honestly give players like that enough credit. Yeah, three or five years don't seem like long. That's the... Average career for an NBA player. Exactly. And then you got these players exactly. like Vince Carter. Vince Carter been in the league 20, 20 years, years. That's outstanding. And nobody really gets him the credit because, oh, he didn't, I think he won maybe one championship. Okay, yeah, he didn't win five like Kobe, but he's always been a consistent player. He always will get you 15 points, a couple rebounds, a couple steals. And, you know, you just got to look at it like he's given his whole life to the NBA. He's been in the league 20 years. You know, just like Kobe. Kobe's given everything he's ever had, you know? I feel like, though, if you did
0: three to five years, you're successful. Because you've made millions of dollars. Sure. You've obviously been able to buy yourself or your mom a house if that was what you were looking to do. Right. So, I feel like... You can't call that person a bust or, no. you know, like a failure or anything in life. He still has enough money to do whatever he wants to do for the rest of his life, as long as he handles his money
1: properly. Absolutely. And you can't call nobody a failure if you're still working at McDonald's from 9 to 5. <sighs> with all due respect, I mean, as <laughs> long as you get your bread, if you, you take care of your family, whatever you do. If you a janitor, if you washing cars. If that shit makes you happy. I, absolutely, you know. And as long as you ain't hurting nobody. You yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? That's, that's totally fine some people just got lucky and were able to get a chance with being in the league and you know they took advantage of it and they never looked back and I think that's awesome you know I wish I would went to the league but you know everybody has different paths but at the end of the day you know I don't think we give players of any professional sport NBA hockey whoever enough credit because we we feel like well we're they're not entertaining us because they're hurt so we don't really care for them And it's like, well, (laughs) are you going to get out there and play? No. So sit your ass on that couch. So, you know,
0: over the weekend, or I guess it was just yesterday, uh, the Faithful Black Men Committee had a scare on our hands. (laughs) You know, we thought we lost one of our soldiers. Um, It was allegedly that Big Sean cheated on Janae. With Nicole Sweringer, I, I think that's how you say her name, um, at the Grammys after party. Apparently, um, you know, some people seen them two together, all rubby duggy I don't even know what rubby duggy means. <laughs> all snuggled up together, you know, looking like a couple. And um, you know what? I don't blame them. I don't mind. If my girl wasn't not around, there's no cameras in whatsoever. I'm, but I'm wild right now. I'm not in a relationship. I'm completely single. Oh, man. But, you know, no one's, there's no cameras allowed in this facility at all. Nobody can take pictures. It's all gossip. So whatever happens there stays there. You in Vegas, mentally, low key. You can do whatever the fuck you feel. So if Nicole wanted to, you know what I mean? If she wanted to get active, we could get active. (laughs) Um,. But you know, seeing as though you're in a, a faithful, monogamous <laughs> relationship.
1: Um, well, I will say that... Um, how would you have handled the situation? I think, I really can't say. Well, I think right now, um, I think more than anything, I love my girlfriend 110%, that's oh, what of I want to be with. I think I would have handled that, sis- wow. I would have handled that situation uh properly um i would have definitely interacted with nicole but i would have made sure that it was on a friendly level i feel like when you're in that type of realm as far as big sean and you're um, well known i feel like it's really hard you know there's a lot of cameras there's a lot of gossip there's a lot of he said she say and but I at the same time that's exactly why i feel like you could have fucked her yeah, that's true.
0: You Because I there's mean, too much he said, she said, said, and there's no said.
1: cameras in that room. And you got a point. And, I'm, and there's, there's... I'm and um, right now. I'm saying you, this on the record. <laughs> you never know what really happened, but given that his, rec- his, his record doesn't show that he's ever allegedly cheated on any of his girlfriends, not that I know of. So, I mean, at this point, I feel like, you know, you can't really blame or be like, oh, we know you did it. It's all uh, but I'm going to also say...
0: If your girl finds out that you cheated on her, you don't love
1: her. You don't. Um, I don't want to say you don't love her. You just no. Um, like Nipsey also said, players fuck up. His girl. Oh, but he not, cheated on Lauren London. I don't know if he cheated on Lauren London, but, but I. But see, that's what I'm talking about. All he said was players fuck up. He kept it smooth, simple, and short. Yeah. So we don't know what happened. Players fuck up though. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it's it's always gonna be a bunch of he said she said. But I feel at the end of the day. You know, um, you know, we all make mistakes. I'm not saying nobody's perfect. I'm not saying that I've cheated on my girl because I haven't. But I will say before I hey, met my girl black
0: men don't cheat.
1: Okay. <laughs> before I met my girl, yeah, I was still friends with other girls and I kept a friendly relationship, but I knew what the boundary was when it came to being friends and when it came to busy when it came to being more. Um, granted that's not always a good thing because Girls see things differently than guys, um, so you got to always be careful about that type of type of stuff. But I don't think Big Sean is that type of man. Um, you know, I'm not saying, you know, he really did do it. That. That's in my business. I mean, I feel like, at the end of the day, what co- goes around comes around, and if he really did Did you it, hear how she got into the relationship? As far as JNA? Yeah. Uh, no. I don't know
0: how. Oh, so she was... In- <laughs> She was in a relationship already. And oh, Big, she's married. Yeah, and yeah. then Big Sean took her to a courtside game.
1: Yeah, and then I think something in regards to she was like, I don't care. Like, Oh, but okay, so she wasn't with the... She was married,
0: but she wasn't married she, to the guy that she went on the date with. Or when she went to on the date with Big Sean, that's not who she was married to. Okay. She was talking to a dude, dating, okay. guy, dating a guy, and then went on a date with Big Sean. Okay. But... Like you just said, what goes around comes around. So I just thought that that was kind of funny. Yeah, at that time.
1: I mean, and unfortunately, but, uh, like, that whole, you know, that whole get down when it comes to being a rapper, being a singer, you never know what's really going on. Like, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're at a concert, you're backstage, you know, pussy's being thrown at you. You don't know what's going on. I mean, and there's some guys that I... that may really not be doing anything. There may be some guys that are really out doing shit. You never really know and it's... There are some definitely some niggas that are out here smashing some of these groupies. Yeah, I mean, but it's like, we don't know what we would do if we were in that position, you know. Um, Um, I'm gonna let you know right now. If I,
0: you know, let's just say this goes viral and like, (laughs) you know, like I go viral and I'm out here starting doing tours and shit and the pussy just starts flying at me. Who am I to not accept it? (laughs) Well, that's because you're you're single though, but, so you
1: have a right to.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying. But if you were
1: with a girl, I don't think that would be the case. I mean,
0: sure, if if a nice Nubian queen was ready <laughs> to sweep me off my feet and take me off the market, yeah. I would hold her down like a, a lock. Yeah, like, it just
1: it just depends a lock, I would say. Uh, yeah, of course. It just depends, you know, on situation. Like, you know, I'm not no fucking. I don't I don't look like no. I I don't make a million dollars, but you know there's there's girls that see me they say what's up they know I'm a nice guy, and you know every girl decides to you know they make comments like oh how are you girl? Some girls just ask just to ask some. You girls, know what that comment means? Yeah, so, some girls just want to know. Yeah. They just want to be like oh okay like, but it's just kind of like you just gotta know what's best for you. I mean most they, 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 of the time you know what that comment means. You though. do. I mean every girl is different. Every girl says it for their own purpose and their own cause. But at the end of the day, you know, back to Big Sean, I don't think Big Sean cheated. I don't think Big Sean is that type of person. I wish he, I wish, you know, that if he, you know, were to be in a position like that again, you know, he would continue to do the right thing, which I'm not saying he didn't do this time. But, you know, like I said, girls, you know, girls are, girls do what they do best, just like guys do what they do best. So it's just a matter of you know, just thinking to you know, you guys have I think they've been together for quite some time. They seem like they have a very good relationship. They're really in love with each other. Like three years or so. I want to say at least three. Okay. And she got his face tattooed on him. her. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you know, I mean, there's there's just a, there's just too much there's too much of a strong connection for me to feel that he would do her wrong. But you never know. Everybody's different. Everybody. You know, that, that limelight, you know, that spotlight is different. You know, that spotlight makes you do things that you wouldn't do if you were just a regular. Yeah, I wouldn't say regular, but you just didn't have all that fame, all that attention. Exactly. But at the end of the day, Big Sean, I think is a smart dude. He's a great fucking rapper. People say I look like him. I don't know why, But (laughs) but overall, he's a, he's a good rapper. And I just think, you know. Regardless of, you know, whatever the situation is, just continue to focus on your career, focus on your family. Did you like
0: that last album on Metro Boobin'? Did you listen to it? I
1: did. I listened to a couple songs. I liked the song where they had, like, the the whole set it off little vibe Mm -hmm. to it. But, uh, yeah, just keep making music, keep enjoying life, and like I said, people are are gonna say what they're gonna say. As long as you know what the truth is, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Simple. Yeah. I feel you. Now, one last thing. Sure.
0: Um... Now, we're already talking about this pre-production. Okay. You know, um, you don't really know who Lil Xan is.
1: I do not. I do not know who Lil Xan is, but I've heard heard of some ridiculous comments (laughs) made by him, but everybody has their own opinion. Um, From what I've heard, he said that Tupac's music was boring. Um, Very disrespectful to a legend, and especially to a legend that's dead. That can't defend himself to say you're fucking high or okay let me hear what you got and then we can compare music Mm. to say like oh your music is whack and I he can't defend his own right as an individual that's a little below the belt but everybody's different the new generation you know they you know I don't know how old he is but you know he's not even 20 okay. okay well you know he's still young so he probably didn't he I didn't think very well before he made that comment. My thing is,
0: even if you're not a fan of his music, I feel like you have to recognize how impactful
1: and yeah. just
0: influential he was to a, a generation. Sure,
1: but you know, so some people just feel like their music is only is good is only good for. Th- some people feel like no music is better than theirs, and that's fine. You you have the right to feel good about your music, but you need to understand that you. And a lot of people wanted to rap because of Tupac, because of Biggie, because of Jay-Z, because of the Diddy's. You know, music, rap became rap because they opened doors. You know, there's a lot of other guys that I didn't mention, you know, from from way back when, before, you know, Pac and Biggie came. You know, Bone Thugs, uh, Dre. And NWA, you know, those are, you know, those people, those guys started rap, those guys are the pioneers, Run DMC, you know, and they did both, they did hip-hop and they did rock. That's so, why I feel
0: like you have to be, just, even if you weren't a fan,
1: why, like, you have to just be aware and not say anything disrespectful. Yeah, but, you know, when you're, when you got an entourage and people hyping you up, people telling you, you know, you know, hey, Zang, your shit cold. That shit gets to you. And I'm not saying his music isn't good. I've never personally heard it right. I've never heard this song from but, in my life. But it's like certain certain people you should know you can't. You you shouldn't bring their name into your conversation. I feel
0: like that's like a movie star saying Denzel's trash.
1: Yeah. Some people may probably feel like he is, but it's like, okay, but you just you just gotta if you just look at look at comparisons as far as accomplishments, Tupac died and Tupac didn't even put out as much, I mean, he put out a that bunch of hard, yeah. He puts a he put a bunch of hard music out, but let him be forty. He still be making. He still be, will be making some hard music. And the beats back then weren't as crazy as they are now. Give Tupac some beats that Drake has, or like a Wale or a J Cole has. Mm. He'd tear them beats in half. But it's like you know, we don't. I don't we don't. I don't think we appreciate people like Tupac and other you know foreign rappers former rappers because we just we unfortunately didn't get to hear them ourselves so to us it's like oh okay well you know they were cool but you know i don't really feel like he was as good as me or his music catches my attention and that's especially if it's
0: not something he was raised on
1: yeah i wasn't raised on tupac but i just know you know i just respect the legend when i hear that music you know but like Like, i said you're saying the
0: exact same thing like you're echoing my exact sentiment like your personal sentiment sure and like, that's why I just think it's, that's why I think it's crazy, because you weren't even raised on it. And yeah,
1: like, it's just like, you know, you know, I wasn't, I didn't get to see Jordan, Michael Jordan play all my life, but I know, I know what a legend looks like, and I know who he was. You know, like I said, Pac was, Pac made some great music, you know, Hail Mary's always going to be a f- uh, favorite song of mine, How Do You Want It featuring Joe to see, you know, I get around, you and know. And I feel like you can't
0: disrespect your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yeah,
1: you can't. But you know what? The the newer generation is, you know, they're feeling themselves and they're very right to feel how they feel. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, long as as Lil Zane lives up to the hype or lives up to what he feels is great music, then continue to do what you're doing. But just know that, you know, you are going to be held to a high standard now that you have pretty much said that a legend of pretty much all of America is not a good rapper to you but like I said teach his own hmm,
0: I agree alrighty y'all that's all I got Chandler got to dip out so that's all we got for y'all this week I'll see y'all next week thanks for tuning in just want to give a big thank you to Chandler being my first guest Um, I'll be here next week you know like I said and if you guys have anything that you want to agree with disagree with feel free to mention me on twitter or on instagram my links i am gator and i'm always here for it for the discussions and i'll see y'all next week thanks for tuning in